this is Brad. And Pete. And I'm Kiff. We host Pop Culture Yearbook, and we want to unlock your memories. Do you love pop culture? Are you nostalgic like us? Do you want to learn more about your favorite movies, TV shows, and music? Maybe you're just nostalgic to relive a movie or rediscover an album. We love the 80s and 90s, but with Pop Culture Yearbook, we cover more current topics, too. There's something for everyone. Whether you're a diehard pop culture fan or just someone who's curious about the past, Pop Culture Yearbook is the podcast for you. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform and join us on a journey through our history of pop culture. BustedTees.com, like t-shirts? I have a question. Why have you not already gone there and started buying all the cool geeky gear they offer? Look, I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I mean, they are, so it helps. But I'm saying this because it's true and because we love you and we want to see you smile, boo. They have retro movie, game, and pop culture-inspired clothing and apparel, and their stuff is amazing. Go over, drop some gear in your cart, then drop our promo code at checkout. That's my name, Jason, 25945, and they're going to hook you up with a sweet discount. You're happy, we're happy, peace falls across the world, and you look badass when it happens. That code again is Jason, 25945, and that website is bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the mixtape. I am Jason Emmett, and with me is the big gamook who owns a toque, Twisted Kid Matt. <laughs> now, that one's going to make a lot more sense later. <laughs> Love that you just are like, what are you fucking talking? Canadians. About? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, we have yeah. an interview that fits this show perfectly. Um, we reached out and got in touch with uh, Ivan Dorishuk, founding member and frontman for the one and only Men, Men Without Hats. Yes, the mind behind Pop Goes the World and the Safety Dance joined us and we talked to him all about the band's name, what the safety dance is all about, his experiences over the years and their upcoming tour and it was awesome. It's mm-hmm. Do you ever get like so sometimes on the show it gets a little surreal like you grow up oh, and very. Yeah, right? So you, like you spend your entire life and you're like a fan of a song or you're a fan of a band and then one day you're here on the mixtape and like bam, there 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 they are. <laughs> yeah, and you get so overwhelmed that you just start talking to him in his own song lyrics. <laughs> yes. Now you have to leave it in. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I but, was okay. great. To to be fair, that is something that we do in conversation. We, we just speak in song lyrics to each other, and just so yeah, songs that aren't supposed to be a conversation, we just work them into conversation. So if you haven't listened to the Ron Wasserman episode, listen. I know I say this all the time, but you really need to. That one was awesome. He he was yeah. amazing. And if you're you're going to become a fan of him, if you're not yes. already, you're going to become one if you go listen to that. But what happened at the end of that? He started saying some stuff, and Matt's like, oh, we're leaving this in. And I left all of that in because I know this is going to sound, I don't want to sound conceited or cocky. or anything. I don't mean it that way at all because we this is unintentional. We didn't know. But inevitably, every time we get done with interviews, whoever we're talking to like says, and you guys were, you guys were a lot of fun to talk to. You guys were great. This was different. And we always tell them pretty much the same thing. Yeah, that wasn't because we were awesome. It's because we had no idea what we were doing when we started. So we just started yeah. talking to people as if we were talking to people that we knew. Yeah. There have been a few that when we first start the interview, they seem a little taken aback. <laughs> but after, like, wait, why, why are you asking me about Muppets right now? Yeah. And they're like, just go with it, dude. It's fine. But after a few minutes in, and then they, they, they enjoy they lose, the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah. And I think it's just because. We don't come at it like your average interviewer. We come at it as not even ob not obnoxious fans, just fans who like want it. We don't. We want to know like, more about the person. Holy shit! We get to talk to Ivan Dorshuk from Men Without yeah. Hats. And the thing is, I like, want to know his story. We want to know about you, Ivan. Like we, you, your music is great, and we'll talk about that for a few minutes. But we we kind of want to know how you got where you're at. Like what started this for you? Because that just seemed interesting to us. And what yeah. Muppet you are seems interesting to us. It really is. I mean, I also kind of want to know what cereal they eat, but we don't usually ask that question. What's your favorite cereal? Um, I don't know if we should start asking. No, that. I'm just teasing. I was just teasing. That's a that's a pretty common weird question. <laughs> That'd be I weird one. Like, um, hey. but I mean, Ivan was great. Everybody we talked to was great. We and we enjoyed talking with him. And and we're gonna let you listen to it. I promise. We're gonna get there. We'll we'll let you hear from Ivan. Uh, but, but first we have to do show stuff because that's kind of part of what goes on here. That's what the show is. Hey, we've been asking you guys a bunch, uh, but it doesn't take long for us to ask and it doesn't take long for you to make us happy. Um, <laughs> that's what my wife says anyway. Could you please leave us that it doesn't take long for her to make me happy? Um, could you please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice? Uh, it does oh so much for the show. Also, uh, share, retweet stuff, like it on Instagram, share those Facebook posts. All of that stuff takes seconds, mere seconds. Um, just little clicks, moves of the dial, whatever. And uh, it does a crap ton for us. Like, it really does. It helps us more. We, we, I know I've been beating this drum a lot lately, but we didn't ask for it for a long time. And we really... Uh, the show was growing naturally and that's cool. And then someone told us like, you know, you guys should be asking for that. And we're like, why? And they're like, well, your fans are, they're going to want to share and they're going to want to. So we started asking and pff, I was kind of <laughs> like, well, oh, yeah. that's why. It started happening. <laughs> so our like, fans, oh, all right. because our fans are awesome. And when they do that, they tell other awesome people and started getting more interaction and stuff. Uh, on the uh, Facebook and we, you know, it's just really cool when we start hearing from it, people, we really enjoy that. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like nobody wants to talk about it or share it until you ask people to do that. And they're just like, Oh, you want us uh, to do that, us that to thing? Yeah. Yes, we do. So we really <laughs> like interacting with you guys. Yeah. Like a ton. It's like part of 
probably one of the most fun things that we yeah. get to do is interacting. And there are, we start, what what inevitably ends up happening is we get like a, a regular few that we start interacting with more and more. And we start feeling like we're friends with them, even though we've never even met them. But it's really Some cool. of them, they feel like family. That Tape happens. Tapeworm Terry. Tapeworm Terry. <laughs> Not my family. But you are by default. Yeah. Um, Mine actually by default, though. <laughs> maybe you guys are trying to tell me right now you're not on our social media. Well, why not? Uh, maybe we haven't told you how to find us. Well, we're going to fix that right now, right this here second. <laughs> Here's how you can find us on social media. We have a website. Uh, it is www.themixtapepod.com. All the links are available there. You can find our friends of the show. You can listen to episodes. You can... Find our guest list and click on that and take you directly to where they're at, you know, that episode as well. Uh, we have an Instagram. Matt, do you uh, do you know what the Instagram is off the top of your head? It's like some underscores and shit. It's like yeah, the underscore mix. I believe mix. it's... Uh, I think it's like the... The underscore mix underscore tape underscore pod, podcast, I think. I think. Yeah, and I think our... It's on, it's on the website. Yeah. Our uh, Twitter exactly is, is mix underscore tape underscore pod, I believe. We have a TikTok. You can find us over on TikTok. We release videos. We do uh, a lot of like little teasers on Instagram and TikTok of upcoming guests and stuff. Um, we have a Facebook page, Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. You guys should go over there and interact with us. And we have an awesome YouTube channel uh, with links to that here in the show notes. You can go down the show notes and get right to our YouTube channel. And we do some goofy ass videos. Actually, that's where we primarily do. That's where we primarily do the Twisted Kid stuff now as well. So, uh, if you uh, want to hear more of that fun shit, you need to go over to YouTube. And hopefully, down the road, we're going to have some uh, videos of of certain guests and some clips and stuff of that. So we're working on a lot of that stuff behind the scenes yeah. at all times. So. That's where you're going to find us on the socials. We please, uh, we please ask. We ask, please, that you go there. You know, whatever. You put the words where you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, go over and check us out on all those social he's, media. He's just sliding by on that stroke mouth. Guys, I have, like, severe lack of sleep the last few days. Where <laughs> it's, uh, it's that time of year again. Um, my stepson is on his way, and uh, we've been trying to get the house ready and moving shit and it's like not getting any sleep at all so forgive me but i'm also at my best when i'm at my worst so this I mean, isn't this isn't a baby he's referring to he's literally like coming across the country yeah from yeah. his home yeah to stay for the summer yeah so so when we have a it almost it almost implied that you were having a child no 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 we are not yeah. having a child that's why i said steps up <laughs> We are not having, at my age, I'm not having a baby. I guess that would make sense. It would, it would just be your son. Yeah. I would if, just, yeah. I, this is, I have three kids at this point and, uh, at my age, there's no more. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I would make it. So, uh, let's go ahead and kick off the interview with Ivan Dorishuk from Men Without Hats. And, uh, he's going to tell you why they're called Men Without Hats, isn't he? Isn't he, mm-hmm. Matt? Yeah, he is. Uh, and Matt apparently is not a member of the band because, no. Yeah. I have a toque. <laughs> you have a toque. Uh, let's go ahead and kick off the interview, and then we'll come back and close out another fun-filled and exciting episode of The Mixtape right after this. Oh, my God. You're listening to The Mixtape Podcast. Welcome to the past. We're glad you're here. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Not too Not bad. Too bad. 
thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, so we we like to start. We like to start with the beginning. We like to go early on um, and ask people where some of their early influences and and uh, when they started in music. I'm going to assume though that your mom probably had a lot to do with your love for music. Yeah, she was a uh, classical voice teacher at McGill University in Montreal, and every morning we had classical music on the radio as we were eating breakfast and reading the newspaper. So it was. Uh, it was, my dad was a musician. My dad was an amateur musician to an accordion player in a, in a played barn dances in rural, rural Manitoba. And uh, so it was a musical family. Yeah. So it was a great, yeah. So when did, I mean, like when did things change? I mean, were you, I, I assume you and, and your family were, are you, you have two brothers. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah. So were you guys all like trained like classically from a young age or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two of us took piano. One, one took violin. We had two pianos in the house, and so we all practiced at the same time. Two piano, one violin, and we had a beagle that used to howl <laughs> while this was all going on. Yeah, I think Matt. It's either I, uh, yeah, it's either a compliment or a, an insult coming from the dog. You never know. Uh, yeah, Matt I think, and I both. I think it was it was it was the violin. Yeah, <laughs> Matt and I both grew up uh, around music too. Um, yeah. My mother and uh, stepfather uh, were always in like a classic rock band or something, and my stepdad. Cool. Uh, owned a recording studio so awesome yeah, yeah so musicians were uh, i uh, unfortunately i uh i sing very a little and i tried to pick up guitar but it never quite worked out well for me but uh i've always been around music so i i fell more into the technical side of things so same here i was i was always around like bluegrass players and tried to play guitar myself and figured out i was better at fixing them than i wasn't playing them so. <laughs> yeah it's all good yeah there's a, yeah, there's a place for everybody <laughs> yeah so other than your mom, who were some of your early influences? Well, I grew up in the 70s, uh, so it was classic rock. I got into glam a bit, Roxy Music, David nice. Bowie. Nice. Then, Always uh, good lot, influences. Yeah, a lot of progressive uh, keyboard bands too, like Genesis and Yes and King Crimson. And then there was disco. And I've always said that for me, new wave music, the music, what I brought to the table was progressive keyboard music and plus disco it was for me new wave was just progressive keyboard rock with a disco with a disco mm. beat and a good hook a good melody and that's why that's why there's still 80s music is still around and just like uh, disco is still around too you have disco nights and 80s nights because it's dance music it's uh, people still need to dance you hear yeah. a lot of, I mean, you hear a lot of people kind of bash on disco, but you are not like, I, I've sort of always grown up with a, a bit of a, like, how do you not like the Bee Gees? How do you not like Donna Summers? It's sort of like, that's yeah. just wrong to say, but yeah. I, I think you're, you're, um, you're amongst the few that we've talked to on the show that have actually cited disco as something that sort of inspired them. So I think okay. that that's pretty telling when you, when you think about it and it was, um, I mean, it was a very experimental genre of music. It was something new that we weren't hearing. So, it, it well, has fact, fact is that a lot of the musicians that played on the disco records were the top musicians in you know in the jazz field. Basically, yeah. it was all it was all ace jazz musicians that were doing disco sessions to pay the rent, and then they'd go and play play their little jazz clubs in front of twenty people, <laughs> and while you know while they have hit singles. But that's you know kind of kind of what it was. I mean, it was uh, I learned a lot of my instrumentation there, a lot of a lot of my string and brass instrumentation from 
early R&B, early 70s R&B music. So That's a really cool take, though. I never really thought about it that way. I love New Wave. I love, um, like, heavy synth pop stuff. These are some of my favorite stuff, and I never really saw the correlation before, but I do now. Thank you. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense when you put it that way. <laughs> so you create Men Without Hats. This is, what, the late 70s. Within a few years, yeah. you guys have a, a hit on your hands. Um, so let's start with a band. How how did it find its start? You know, what were some of the early days like? And of course, the big question, the one we're all dying to, to know, and I'm sure you've answered it a hundred times, but where did the name come from? Well, the name came from the fact that we grew up in Montreal and we were real men don't wear toques. And we didn't, <laughs> didn't wear hats in the winter. So uh, that's uh, how the name came about. And uh it was it was late seventies, and uh, you know it was an, it was it was a revolution in not only in music. There was a revolution. It was an like a cultural revolution. It was uh, it was the beginning of the Reagan Thatcher years. Mm. It was you know there was new technology. There was advancements in music technology, and you know every other technology too. And so there was you know there was new video. There was new clothing. There were new hairstyles. New music. New poetry it was new everything it wasn't just new new wave the new wave kind of stretched right across the board so it was fun times it was really fun times to uh for for exploration and experimentation and i think your your guys's music kind of struck a chord with people early on because the music was fun i mean you guys were fun as hell to listen to and i think you guys kind of gave people permission to have fun like here have fun with your music you know you're allowed to enjoy shit you're allowed to go out and just you know act goofy and have a good time so i think that really struck a chord with people yeah, and I think the thing is uh the reason we're still out on the road today is cuz it, it still strikes a chord with people yeah. like you know a few generations later like like people still, I think, still need to hear the words. You can dance if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you can leave your friends behind because <laughs> yeah, if your friends don't dance, if they don't dance, you know, you know friends of mine. You know what's really cool about it too is like we're obviously Matt's over there quoting it. We've heard it our entire lives, and I now have yeah. teenagers. I have a a nineteen year old and a seventeen year old, and this is like. Now, granted, they've grown up with me, so <laughs> they've had to listen to my music and watch my shows and my movies. But kids had today, to young, get to, they get to. You're right. You're it's right. They get to. Them. But kids, well, young people today, they know your guys' stuff. It's not like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we were fortunate. Uh, shows like Glee brought a whole new generation. That's true. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, Biodome, Biodome, <laughs> just all the uh, the 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 cartoons like the Futurama, the Simpsons, mm. Family Guy, you know, and just, it, it really sort of embedded itself in pop, popular culture. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's, you know, when I go, we do shows now, we have our original fans show up and they've, a lot of times they have their kids with them. That's and cool. Sometimes they have grand, grandchildren with them too. So it's, uh, it's great. I lo- we love it. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's what keeps us going. That's really, we actually really like when we hear people say that it's like, Hey, we get to see them and they're, they're bringing their kids and their kids are having fun too. And everybody's really getting into it. It just sort of shows, uh, you know, you have your bands that are kind of of their era and then you have your music that for whatever reason is just timeless. Like it just sort of holds on and it's kind of yeah. cool to hear that. So. Yeah, like I said, the, 80s, the 80s had a lot of good men, good melodies, too, like a lot of good songs. Yeah. I, I don't know how many people are going to be sitting around the, the campfire, uh, you know, singing Lil Wayne songs 
in 30, in 30 or 40 years. But uh, well, I have a goal now. <laughs> Learn little Wayne songs. Bring them to the family campouts. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> So, so we've heard stories about safety dance, but we figured why not ask you directly. So, what is the song really about? Just if you can clarify that. Well, the origin story is 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 a fact. I was getting kicked out of clubs in the late seventies. It was the dying days of disco, and the uh, DJs in the clubs would would sometimes sneak in like Blondie's "Heart of Glass" right. or the B fifty twos "Rock Lobster," or if they were really you know courageous, they'd Devo's satisfaction, you know. Nice. And uh, we'd get up and we'd start pogoing, which was jumping up and down and <laughs> bouncing off each other's chests, which was the precursor of the slam dance and the mosh pit. And, but nobody had ever seen it before. And everybody, the bouncers included, thought we were fighting. We thought we were trying to start fights. And we were getting kicked out, like regularly. Every time they played a new, new wave song, we'd get, we'd get the boot. And so I went home and wrote, did something about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a song. <laughs> they they still think that people are going to get completely hurt. And to some extent, they do. I've seen <laughs> and been involved depends. in mini mosh pits yeah, myself. But, you know. but yeah, it's, uh, you know, pogoing is, is just good, harmless fun usually. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it was, it was, it started yeah. off pretty innocently and uh, turned into uh, some kind of tribal rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got to well. ask. At your shows, do you do you tend to see not only you know pogoing, but whenever you play safety dance, do people kind of form the little conga line and, and oh, they, everybody, the everybody loves it. Everybody oh. loves it. So it's it's they, they, everybody does their own thing. There's like, awesome. That's pretty wonderful. It, it definitely gets people on their feet. Yeah, we just, it's we a very just, freeing song. So yeah, it's like I said before. It's it's kind of a timeless message. You know, so, yeah. uh, so through the 80s, I mean, we've talked about safety dance. Obviously, you guys had a string of hits. Uh, Pop Goes the World is one of my all-time favorite songs, not just not just Men Without Hats. It's one of my favorite songs. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I want to be in a good mood. Put this song on. It's going to it's gonna do it. Um, you even covered ABBA at, at some point. Uh, SOS, I believe you guys covered, right? And Yeah. Over the years, though, your sound, I mean, it was constantly evolving, changing a little bit. You didn't just stick to, like, one thing. Um, that's something that a lot of bands, I think, struggle with, kind of evolving with the times. Can you talk a little bit about the process and, and what, if anything, has changed your influences over time? Well, one of the things that changed uh, the sound of the band between the safety dance and Pop Goes the World, for example, was technology. Yeah. Uh, uh, between those two songs, MIDI, something called MIDI happened in, in the music technology world. And it was something that allowed every instrument to, regardless of the make, shape or form, uh, could talk to each other, yeah. talk to computers, could talk to, you know, so, and with Safety Dance, the Rhythm of Youth record, we did everything by hand. We didn't even use sequencers. Everything was done. You know, the only thing that was, was programmed was the, and by program, I mean, it you know it was a had a beat it was the rhythm box and and even that wasn't programmable it was just you chose a, a beat you wanted on the thing and you dialed up the speed and it was go on off <laughs> and that's about the programming that was was done that's all the programming you could do and all the bass lines were done by hand and everything all the synth all the sequences all the string everything was done by hand which gives it kind of a sort of a, a human feel which which I think is part of the charm of that record is that it isn't 
everything isn't bang on the money and yeah. and perfectly synced and perfectly you know everything like you know dialed in perfectly and then pop goes the world for pop goes the world like i say midi changed and we were you know we, we could i could play one note on a keyboard and have it plugged in to <laughs> like 12 keyboards and have you know the sound of an orchestra at my fingertips so we took advantage of that and the sound of the band changed and uh, yeah, and there's... then at the end, at the end of our career, we we I mean at the end of our career in the in the of the the eighties and nineties of, of that millennium, we we made a total guitar record. We made Sideways, which right. was, had no keyboards at all except for one song. I think had keyboards on it, and uh, it was a Hammond B three organ. So, um, yeah. So we 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 were just exploring. I mean, you know, when I got back into it, I took a break. I took a, I took some time off for I was a stay at home dad around the turn of the century and uh in 2000 around 2009 2010 decided to put the band back together and when we decided to start recording again we decided to go back to and not try and copy what was going on the, on the radio because first of all on the radio what's going on now sounds a lot like 80s stuff to yeah me, big time <laughs> and yeah, uh quite a bit so we were gonna, we were going to be we weren't going to be chasing them they were too busy chasing us you know so <laughs> we just decided to go back and make the record and uh, like, like we used to. And, and the first record we did uh, when we came back was love in the age of war in 2012. And what we did there was we actually went in the studio and, and said, we're going to treat this like, like, it, like if it was 1980 and we, we have a 24 track studio and we can only put 24 tracks down on each song. Oh, that's cool. it. <laughs> and you know, like today, you know how it is. You can put as many as you want. Right. You can, you can, uh, nest as many tracks as you want to oh, yeah. in there. So yeah, and so that we we limited ourselves, you know, more or less to twenty four tracks. That's we went cool. Out and, we went out and got analog gear. We used we used mostly analog gear that that uh, for for all the tracks, and uh, and that was it. And that's 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 what we got. And then for the for the last two records that we did, uh, we put out recently, again parts one and two. We 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 took more advantage of advantage of technology. We truly, still tried to stay, you know, true to our roots. Yeah. But it sounded more like the first, like the the Love in the Age of War sounded like more like Rhythm of Youth, and the last two records we did sounded more like Pop Goes the World. We sort of it's more full blown. It's really cool too, and the fact that you guys kind of go back to your roots. It's it's when people. I mean, we've all experienced it where there's a band we really like. We hear them on the radio. We we buy their album or whatever. And then when we see them live, it's like, why do they not sound like that band? <laughs> because, yeah. well, they're not, they're processed as hell. That's not really what we're getting. So it's, it's nice to know you guys go back to your roots. I've, I've um, seen you guys. I've, I've not been out to see you live. I'm hoping that we're going to be rectifying that soon, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, but I've watched you guys live on, you know, on TV and things like that. And you, I mean, like what you put forth, is what I expect. Like it's, it's, it's you guys, it's what I want to hear. Um, of course it's a little more fun cause it's live and you guys are interacting, but it doesn't feel so processed. Like, obviously there's a lot of synthesizers and stuff, but you guys don't sound processed. You sound like a real band and I appreciate that a lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard with bands with like, you know, the people ask me like, do you ever get sick of playing safety dance and, and, I'm at a point now where I'd love to play it. I, I, I mean, I, you know, there was a time I must admit when we were younger, where when you're in, where you're a young band and you're in, in the creative process, sure. you just want to play it. You want to play your new stuff and you can't understand why 
why fans still want to hear those old songs, man. You, I, you know, I got so much better stuff here, like you know, that I want to play them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I remember, I remember almost like jumping out in the crowd to punch some guy who was yelling for a living in China. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> and but now I realize that that's, I mean, that I if we play a new song, it'll be one or two, you know, one maybe. You know, we we I just want to go out there and give the people what they came to hear you know give them give them the, the most faithful rendition of the songs from rhythm of youth and pop goes the world and all the stuff that that brings back their memories you know like that's that's a lot of band we played you know quite a few of retro future tours 80s 80s revival things and and uh some of the bands would use the occasion to promote their new album and they would get chastised by the yeah. fans and, and the promoters you know they just like people don't want to hear your new stuff buddy they want to hear the they want to hear that song that they danced to at the grad you know it's like which you know i see both sides of it i yeah. i think you have your two types of fans right you have and they're both fine they're both have their yeah. place and they're both good but yeah. you have the ones that it's just like they want and i get it it's nostalgia. It makes you feel something. It reminds you of something. That's what music does. Yeah. But on the same note, you're going to have your fans that are, are are your fans. Like there's fans of the song, and then there's fans of the band or fans of yeah. the music. And uh, we saw um, – I only bring it up because it was like two weeks ago, I think. We saw – we went to see Billy Idol, and he has a new album out. And he – you know, hey, look – I'm not going to try to piss you guys off. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to play a couple of tracks off that album, but I, I know what you guys are here to to hear. And he's right, but I did. I actually wanted to hear some of his new stuff. Matt and I are, are we're of the ilk that we like to experience what... One of the things that's great about this show is we get to talk to people we want to talk to that we are fans of, that we like what they're doing. So for Matt and I, and hopefully a lot of our listeners... We love your guys' old stuff, and of course, we wanted to talk about it, but we're really excited about your new stuff, too, and what cool. you guys are, are – you're musicians, so we want to know what you're working on. You're artists. Yeah. We want to know what you're putting out. So I think it's important. I think both are important. Both have their place. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's, yeah. uh, there's, uh, there's a place for both. Yeah. Yeah. So having said that, you also released a solo album called The Spell. I did. Um, how, does, how does the solo project – How's that different from working together as a band creatively, or is it just your full control over how you do that? And like, how's that? What's that experience like? Yeah, I did. I did the the, the spell. I did entirely. I mean, I you, you know the the band has changed members quite drastically over the years. We've had quite a few guys come in through the band, and uh, but the spell I did all, all by myself, like completely, completely by myself, and. Uh, so that was it. The, the artwork, everything. I just, I did the production. It was I, 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 I did it with John Punter, a guy who produced a few Roxy Music albums. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, and so uh, just he and I in a, in a studio just did the, did it all like that. So it was it was just an an experience I wanted to do. And uh, with the band, there's more of a sort of a, there's a give and take process. There's a creative process that sort of involves uh you know like i said giving and taking so yeah. this is this is a project i just wanted to I, I wanted to do on my own that's cool i did not know you uh did the artwork and everything so that's pretty cool yeah. to know so i mentioned uh hopefully we get to rectify it uh you guys are you're, you're on tour right you're going on tour yeah um 
And I believe you're going to be in my area. <laughs> so, um, and as always, I am currently going to attempt to look those dates <laughs> up. Um, but I'm in Cincinnati, and I'm really looking forward to you guys coming out here. Uh, I was talking oh, yeah, to my we'll be, wife. We'll be there in September, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's which is perfect timing for us. Um, it's it's actually going to be a really great uh, summer for music for me. It started off well, and it just seems to be all these bands are coming around that I want to see, and I'm I'm super excited. So when I heard you guys were coming. Uh, sort of the icing on the cake for me, so I'm hoping to get out cool. there and uh, see you guys play live. Will be yeah. be very exciting for me. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the tour and uh, maybe some of the areas you guys are going to be hitting up? Well, we're starting in two uh, in in a couple of weeks. We're starting in Salt Lake City, and it's kind of a basically concentrating on North America this summer. So we'll be going, you know, over the states and Canada mostly and uh but that's it we're uh gonna be going to disney world and all kinds of places nice cool. <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could see you there <laughs> that'd be cool are you guys uh are you guys gonna be out with anyone or is it just uh just you guys or we're, we're doing a few shows with flock of seagulls oh that's cool that's yeah, really we, cool actually we're, we're doing a cool cool building with flock of seagulls we've been uh doing shows together for for a while now it's that's been, cool it's been cool yeah it'd be a yeah, lot that's of- one that's one of the good things about this about uh being on the road now is that all the guys who are still out there are doing it because they they want to be out there they yeah. want to have fun and just enjoy themselves there's no pressure there you know back in the days being being in a band was kind of like being on a on a sports team it's kind of like being on a hockey team or something like that you know there's there's a lot of competition there's only 10 spots in the top 10 you know there's only there's only so many clubs to play at in the in in, in each city and so there's a lot of bands vying for those positions and uh so there's a lot of competitions there's a lot of pressure from you know all kinds of sources when you're when you're a young band starting off when you're at this stage of your career it's that's what i say the guys who are out there are out there to have fun or out there to just to rock out and and, and see the smiles on the people's faces and uh, and just have a good time it's kind of lucky for us because I love getting to go see bands like yourself and just watch you guys have fun on stage because it just, yeah. it, it filters down, you know, it filters oh, down. We're, we're like, they're having fun. We're having fun. Everybody's having a good time here tonight. So yeah. it's, it's always fun to be there. It's kind of cool. I never really thought to ask anybody that to t- kind of talk about the difference. And I think like touring, say during the eighties versus touring now. So it's kind of, it's kind of a neat thing to hear. I never really thought about it that way that now it's sort of like, obviously then you the biggest, wanted to be, but you were also, yeah, yeah it was the probably difference. The biggest difference for, with touring in the eighties and now is, uh, the, the hotel rooms have uh, cards instead of keys. <laughs> And when you're on the road, when you're in a different hotel every night for like 45 nights in a row, you kind of forget your hotel room number a lot. uh, Never would have thought of it that way either. Yeah, the hotels probably aren't much different, are they? (laughs) I actually went down one night and I said, hey, my key's not working. She looked at it. She goes, it's not even for this hotel. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Well, I would explain it. You'd probably be more scared if it was working. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got I got to bring something up. I'm actually looking up uh, tour dates and everything, and I saw that you're playing in Cincinnati at Ludlow Garage mm-hmm. on September 2nd. That's well, correct, yeah. if you get into town a day early, 
Modern English is playing there the day before. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, you should go. Uh, We're also a band. Check that out. We've, we've toured with them quite a, quite a bit, done quite a few times also. I knew they were uh, coming. I didn't no, know that's why. The night before, I think the night before we were in Kent. So, uh, uh, they're going to be closer to your area the night before. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we have three weird questions we ask everyone. Um, we always have to uh, put these out this way. These came about organically, um, and it is fine if the, the answer on the first two is no. We've gotten those, and we've gotten some really crazy stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to let Matt ask you uh, our three famous questions. The first question is Have you ever met or had any interaction with David Byrne from the Talking Heads? Just seeing him live. And what was that like? Because <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. It was awesome. It's David Byrne. <laughs> yeah, it was David Byrne. Obviously. Next question is kind of along the same lines, except have you ever met or had any interaction with Weird Al Yankovic? The only interaction with him is having him cover the safety dance. Yeah, Ooh. I kind of, I kind of wondered about that. Um, I told Matt, I was like, you know, I, I know that he's done the safety dance, so like there yeah. might be about it. Yeah. So well, that was one of that's one of the great, great feathers in my cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there's the third question. Um, this one actually, yes. again, was very organic when we talked to a lot of different musicians about their early influences. We kept getting. Oddly enough, uh, one of the same answers, and so we started asking uh, the third question. If you were a Muppet, which Muppet would you be and why? I unfortunately don't know the names of any Muppets. I never watched that show or anything. (laughs) I have a very uh, unique uh, mass media taste. (laughs) That's okay. What happened, it's weird as it is, we'd ask musicians early influences and we would hear oh the, the muppets and uh h&r puff and stuff and we're like oh okay yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, I'm, I'm, i think i'm older than that that's so. <laughs> fair i really appreciate you coming on for a few minutes i'm super excited about you guys coming through um uh, my wife and i already just actually there's even been some discussion about matt trying to come out my way around that same time so maybe we yeah. could all go see you together but I'm really excited to get to see you guys. I grew up uh, a, a big fan of the band itself, and I was really excited when I saw you guys were coming through and then when we reached out and really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Um, before we do let you go, uh, would you like to tell our listeners where they can go find out a little bit more about the tour, uh, where they can maybe purchase albums or just find out about you online? Yeah, everything at safetydance.com. That's the central link to everything men without hats, safetydance.com. And that's pretty yeah. easy to remember, guys. I think you can get yeah. that one. As There'll always, be a link though, in the show notes. I will though, always so. put a, a link in the show notes as well. So um, you guys can go there and check that out. Uh, Ivan, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. Yeah. It was really, My pleasure. My it was pleasure, really fun to get to talk to you and uh, hope to get to see you here in a few months. We will. I'll see you then. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't come back yet. Your timing was impeccable. Uh, so, <laughs> oh.
Okay, everyone. So there you go. That's her interview with Ivan Dorishuk. Um, I'm laughing at something Matt did, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but all I got to tell you guys, because that wouldn't be any fun for us. Yeah. Uh, Subscribe to the Patreon. You'll, you'll find out. Yeah. Matt. There's no Patreon. There's no. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, through the last couple years, we have got to talk to um, people, uh, different people over and over. I, I keep kind of getting overwhelmed and shocked when I'm, when we reach out to certain people and I'm like, oh my God, we're talking to Chris Ballou or oh my God, we're yeah. talking to Art Alexakis or we're talking to Shania Salt, Rhonda Shear, Stephen Tobolowski. It's just a fucking another one. I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out to Men Without Hats and I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to see Why if not? We can. We'll see what happens. And it's weird because like, again, I think I said earlier in the show, but like I was a kid and I, I was listening to these songs and loving these songs. And as I grow up, I continue to listen to these songs. And then one day I'm like, oh, wait, you're I'm talking to the guy who created that shit right now. And it's just kind of weird. But we've been lucky. Everybody. Had, we, we always say it. We keep joking about it. Everybody's been cool as hell. And maybe it's just because we only like cool people. I don't know, <laughs> but it's I mean, worked. It be. It's worked out for us. It's worked out for us. Uh, hopefully, you guys at home enjoyed the interview with with Ivan. He was really cool. They are touring, so check your local listings. But they might be coming to your area, and uh, in some of the places they are coming with modern English. So I mean, that's pretty cool. You're shaking your head. No. Yeah, modern. They're, English. they're not on tour with them. Modern English is playing the day before. That's, that's good enough. That's fair. If you, if you happen to be in Cincinnati the day before Men Without Hats play, why don't you, you'll see modern English. Why don't you kiss my ass? They're going to be at the same place, too. So listen, yeah. So that's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of like they're on tour together. Just They are. They're just, at all. Hey, Matt, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm going to pull your toque down over your face and waterboard you with grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> have we the ever told interior. that story on here? I think we have. First off, gra- oh yeah, it has to be. But also, grape Kool-Aid is great. Turns, turns things. Green. Isn't that yeah. weird? It turns it green, not it's purple. Green. It's not green. It's not purple. It makes It'd be no weird sense. if it was purple. It's even weirder that it's green. Right. It's All I'm saying is black cherry doesn't do that. <laughs> black cherry is pure. It's beloved amongst its fans. We're going to make a very long story short because I think we've told it on the show before. But Matt, oh, yeah, we have. Matt posted on Facebook saying Black Cherry is the best uh, Kool-Aid and I'll fight anybody who says any different or something like yeah, that. I stand by and it. all yep. I said is I kind of like fruit punch. And he said something like, I'll fruit punch you in the throat. <laughs> and then he got warned and they were going to kick him on Facebook, which I just thought was the funniest shit in the world. And he kept saying, like, I would never really hurt Jay. And I just kept mouthing off on there. You better watch it. Yeah. Mark, Mark, I, just, I tried Marky to appeal Z. the decision, and, it, you know, <laughs> Facebook wasn't having it. I was like, me and Marky no. Z, we're like this, motherfucker. You you threaten me, and I'll mm-hmm. get you kicked off here. <laughs> All because he said he was going to fruit punch me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good shit. So, uh, so now it's, algorithms. Just, one those, it's uh. just one of those things where I got to. I knew. I knew how to get to him was by telling him it would be grape yeah. Kool-Aid. I mean, I, I love black grape cherry. water. 
So See, was, you admit it yourself. You admit black, it yourself. That I love black cherry. I never said I didn't. I just said I also yeah. like fruit punch. So is black cherry really the only Kool-Aid you'll drink? No. Oh, okay. He's it's like, just no. the best one. He's like, no, fucker. You put a bunch of sugar and some flavored shit. I'm I'll just tell you right it. now, orange orange Kool-Aid is trash. I'll still drink okay. it. I'll still fucking drink Although, that. Although, that Kool-Aid, if you want to sponsor the show... Oh yeah, I'll still I will. Drink that I will accept that sponsorship. Fucking tang tasting shit. <laughs> God, fucking Ugh. fucking Capri. I'd rather drink uh, not Capri Sun. What is it? Sunny D? Fucking fake ass tang tasting shit. <laughs> Sunny D does not taste like orange juice. I don't know what it is. No, it does not. It's like a it's it's tangerine. Like a, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's like a mm-hmm. cream. Which orange. I'm pretty sure that's why it's called tang. It's just short for tangerine. That's probably yeah. Yeah. I drank a lot of fucking Tang as a kid, and I don't know why. I drank a lot of Tang and ate a lot of Kix cereal, and I'm I'm not sure why either <laughs> it's of those like, things I don't happen. have a problem. <laughs> I turned out okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> let's not let, listen, man. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> let's not use certain words. Okay, no problem. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I did. Was there like a weird... It's not that I disliked kicks. I like kicks, but it was not like my favorite. But for some reason, we ate a lot of it, and I don't. Yeah. I don't recall me and my sister asking for it. Is there was there anything like that for you as a kid that you're just like? For some reason, my mom was always giving me this shit, and I don't know why. We always had grape nuts for some reason. I think. You uh, and Kevin. Although you know, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's got his <laughs> fruit and fiber. Fruit and fiber. <laughs> Fruit and fiber. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Go back. That's one of our past episodes. I couldn't even tell you which one. <laughs> He's like, I know you need that big fruit and fruit and vibration. <laughs> Cause you were like, I found it on Amazon. He's like, that's fruit and fruit and fiber. <laughs> it's just the UK spelling uh, like, of it. Yeah. And apparently, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was Kevin not going to cut it with him. No. Wouldn't wouldn't mm-hmm. tolerate that. Would not. Neither would his colon. Um, <laughs> it's grape colon nuts, blow. though. That sucks. It is like as yeah. a kid. I was, no. I mean, we had we also had like you know the marshmallow mateys from like Malto Meal. You know the the store brand if 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 you want to call it that the store brand of uh, Lucky Charms. Yeah, essentially. So. Yeah. You know, that's not it's bad. It's just as good. That really is just is. as good. That's not bad. It's delicious. It's, it's, it's when you ask for fucking high C and they bring you to Asian treat. That's when you get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not acceptable. No Tahitian treat, it's damn the, it. The go-bots of summer drinks. <laughs> I don't know, man. I always hated as a kid because they were like... They go-bots be, killed his parents. <laughs> they would be like... As a kid, they'd always be like... Uh, I'm like, you got any cereal? We got shredded wheat. Ah, oh, fuck. It's frosted. Listen, that doesn't make it that much better. Just because you <laughs> put like some powdered hay. sugar on top of fucking hay doesn't mean I want to eat hay. <laughs> yes, it's it's straw, right? It's fucking yeah. straw. It's like, oh, I'm going to put a Triscuit in milk and pour some powdered sugar on top of it? What the hell? Like, Sweetened Triscuit. I love Triscuits, actually. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, that was the, only, the only cracker you can floss with. I don't know. I can floss a little bit. I'm so glad the cameras are not going out to the audience right now. Oh, tangent. Um, but oh. it's a good tangent. It's weird. I don't I don't know how we got on the Sunny D and Tang and all that, but it's all good. Um, so with that being said, uh, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we do what we do for you guys, and uh, 
Hopefully you guys enjoy what we do, and hopefully you go back and share some of these past episodes, especially the interview episodes. Please go check out uh, Ivan if he comes into your area with Men Without Hats uh, in modern English. Go see them, too. <laughs> Why not? Why <laughs> not see them both? <laughs> They'll stop the world to melt with you. Um, mm-hmm. Please go see these guys, though. Uh, you're going to have fun if you do. It's going to be like a nostalgia blast right to your face, and what's better than that? Uh, Ivan was a cool dude, and it sounds like he has a lot of fun when he's out there, and he really loves to perform, so... Go check them out. If you have any bands or anybody you know are coming to your area, please go onto our Facebook page and share that shit because we like to let people know when different bands or events are coming to their area. Yes, Uh, we do. We cover as much as we can, but obviously we're not going to get everything and we're mostly going to get stuff in our own areas. So we like to tell people what bands and stuff to be looking out for coming. So run over there and let that be known. We'd appreciate it. Uh, the last thing I want to kind of say before I'm done is uh, if you have a small business or any art or, or, or anything you would like to promote, please let us know. Drop us a line. Tell us what you do. Uh, yeah. We may talk about it here on the show. It's something we want to do a little bit more of in the future. So uh, I'm going to hand the reins over for, for Matt for Matt for a second, to Matt for a second, so that Matt can talk about because I think he has something he would like to say. Yes, I do. Uh, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to a fellow podcast that we uh, came across and have been interacting with for a while. It's a totally 80s and 90s recall. And uh, I want to highlight a specific episode because if if D. Wallace does not appear on the list for 80s and 90s moms of movie and TV, I'm, I'm going to have I'm going to have beef with you. We're going to we're going to start <laughs> off this this uh, podcast rivalry the right way. So if D Wallace is not on that list, I'm going to listen to this episode tomorrow and I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> He's but, like, uh, I will report back. But yeah, Actually, the fact that you guys by made the time this is out, he's already movie listened. moms. <laughs> yeah. By the time this is out, he's already listened to that episode. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you know, and Matt, he's yep. a scary, he's not, he's a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> he's a giant mm. teddy bear. <laughs> mess you up. I'll mess you up. I really mess you up. Sorry. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> I'm just going to let him go. I, you know, it just happens. Uh, cool. Matt, do you have anything else you would like to add before we end this one? Uh, no. I shouldn't pop my knuckles when the mic's unmuted. I didn't even though. know what the hell that was. Uh, I heard it, but I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate all of you. If you get a chance, please go leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, I think that's it. So remember, until next, we have the opportunity to speak to you fine folks at home to always stay Stay awesome. awesome. The show is over, and we know it hurts, but we promise the Mixtape Podcast will return, and all you crazy tapeworms can download us and spread us to all your friends. Check us out online, www.themixtapepod.com. 
And until next time, stay awesome.